Hello and welcome back to the daily study of the way of mastery. Today we continue with lesson two, you create your own experience. Section three, peace flows from alignment with the mind of God. And Jeshua says, the human mind is that field within creation, within consciousness, that has learned to become so identified with perceptions, experiences, and feelings that are not necessarily comfortable, that it believes that if it lets go of them, it will die. From our perspective, as we look upon the energy fields of those of you still identified with this dimension, it looks as though you are gripping, causing energy to condense. Your knuckles are white, trying to hold on to limitation and guilt, to unworthiness and doubt. So looking at this first phrase, the human mind is that field. So it's a field within creation, within consciousness. So what he's saying is that everything in creation is within consciousness, that consciousness is creation. And that in this field, we have learned to become so identified with perceptions, what we think, how we are convinced that the world is, we become identified with this, with those things, how we think, what we think of ourselves and our experiences and our feelings, we become so identified that if we let go of them, it feels like we will die. The first thing that pops into mind is identifying as a body. When I identify as a body, I am in survival mode. I am stressed. I'm in fight or flight. I'm really overly concerned about money, and it's just not a good feeling. And I feel like if I let go of that survival, you could call it an instinct, I guess, that, yeah, I'll die. If I just trust that this invisible universe is going to provide for me and my family, that feels really scary from that place. When I identify as unworthy, that less than, uh, that I need to be more than I am to be good enough to succeed in life, to meet my needs, to support my family. Again, it goes back, you know, it can go back to that. Or just to feel like I belong in the world, that I'm, that to validate that I'm here, that I have a right to be here and that I'm going to help in some way, have some value. When I identify with that, I believe if I let that go, if I let that drive go to always validate and prove myself, yeah, that on some level, I believe I'm going to die. Because if I'm not, if I'm not driving, then I'm going to be stagnant, then I'm going to be passed by and, you know, have all these kinds of negative fantasies about what might happen. And Jeshua says, from our perspective, as we look upon the energy fields of those of you still identified with this dimension, and I think if you're here, for the most part, you're identified with this dimension, this 3D world, it looks as though you're gripping. So you, one, another word would be like aura, our energetic field. It looks like we're gripping, our energy is condensed, we're contracted, we're not expansive. You know, he says your knuckles are white, trying to hold on to limitation and guilt, to unworthiness and doubt. And so many people uh, self-sabotage. They are afraid of success. They're afraid of what will it mean about me if I am wildly successful, 
if I am, ex, you know, extravagantly wealthy, if I do something that gives me a lot of attention, all the limiting beliefs, don't get too big for your britches. Who do you think you are to be so successful? Who do you think you are to be happy? Oh, money is the root of all evil. People with money, X, Y, Z, all of these limiting beliefs and these stories pop up that subconsciously block people from being free and allowing their energy and their consciousness to expand and to receive. They don't believe you know, you're not worthy of being X, Y, Z. That's for other people. So we, we rise to the level of what we believe we're worth. You hear people all the time arguing for their limitation. Instead of building as a as a former lawyer, I guess I'm still a lawyer, you, know, you build a case and you make a case that you present to the judge or the jury. And so many of us are great at building a case against ourselves in favor of our limitations, in favor of why we don't have what we want. And I encourage you to start building a case, start looking for evidence, demand evidence in the universe that you are worthy, that you are enough, demand evidence of abundance. And you start to see, oh my gosh, you start to open your eyes and see there is abundance ev literally everywhere. There is money literally everywhere in this world, everywhere. There is love everywhere in this world if you look. So start to make a case for your own worthiness, for your own abundance, for your own creative power. Look at what I created. Don't go building a case for you know, the negative side, for why you're not enough, for why you're unworthy or you're unlovable. Build a case, make evidence, find evidence for the truth of what you are. And stop arguing for your own limitation and stop arguing for the limitation of life. Well, you know, I could start this new business, but X, Y, Z, and then we come up with a whole reason why not to get started, right? We're really just excuses for fear that we're afraid on some level. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that the universe is a friendly place. Um, we don't believe that what we have is worth it. We don't – all the things, right? We argue for our limitation, in the next section, Jeshua says, you seek innocence and peace. You seek abundance, prosperity, and joy. But often when you touch these things, it frightens you. Why? Because the truth of the kingdom requires openness, trust, expansiveness, and spaciousness. It involves allowing, trusting, witnessing, and letting things come and go. It involves learning to cultivate a deep enjoyment of whatever arises, seeing that all things are just modifications of consciousness itself, and then letting them go when it is time to do so. So Jeshua touching upon this upper limits issue that when we touch these things, abundance and prosperity and joy, right, it requires a level of trust, a level of openness, of expanding into the unknown, of expanding into parts of our consciousness that maybe we don't want to look at. And spaciousness, I think about that word because we live in a culture and a society where you have to fill every minute. 
that there's something always grabbing at your attention, the phones. There's not a lot of spaciousness in our lives anymore unless we really make an effort to create it. Especially like when we lived in LA, there was no space. Just energetically, everything's always happening. There's always something to be done. There's always movement. And then when you get out of the city for at least a couple days to decompress, you can really feel the difference. Now that we live in the mountains, holy smokes, it's like night and day. But I didn't realize it when I was in LA. And Jeshua says it involves allowing. How often do we allow things instead of trying to force and make and predict and plan and strategize? Now, plans are good, but when things don't go to plan, we're taught to like freak out or to judge and be like, this isn't right. This shouldn't be. And allowing invites the infinite intelligence of the universe, which our ego does not have to bring things into our experience in miraculous ways, ways that the brain can't comprehend because the brain is limited. It involves witnessing, Jeshua says, just observing and witnessing and letting things come and go because the enlightened mind understands that, as Jeshua says, all things arise in consciousness. All things are just modifications of consciousness itself and consciousness is eternal. So we can... He says, letting them go when it's time to do so. And he says, cultivating a deep enjoyment of whatever arises. Oh, look, I got into a car accident. Can we have a deep enjoyment of the car accident? Now, I think we could have a deep enjoyment for the quote unquote good things that we like in our life. But this is the challenge. Can we see the things that we might judge as not good? Can we have a deep enjoyment for them? And in this whole chapter, it's about can we honor that it's our creation and just embrace it, love it for its for what it is, and then allow it to go. And so often we just cling to it. We fight ourselves. We fight our creations. This shouldn't be so. That's what we say in our mind. It should be different. I don't want to let this go. Even if it's, you know, I, my personal experience is my brother. You know, having stage four cancer when he got diagnosed, what was it, eight, nine months? And then he left his body. Can I have a deep enjoyment of of that process? And there were a lot of beautiful things that came out and there was a lot of pain, but it was like heartbreaking pain. There was so much love there. So am I willing to let him go when the time comes? And I feel like I've done a pretty good job because I've been studying this for years And it's not always easy. My ego doesn't like it. But on the other side is so much peace and a knowingness of a connection with life. That life is eternal, that we are not our bodies. And so Jeshua ends with, rest assured, there is no one, not a single soul, who has ever discovered something that was birthed in time that did not also end in time. And again, that includes the body, includes everything, anything in time. The very nature of time is temporal. It comes, it goes. Anything birthed in in time will not last. And that's the good news is that we are eternal. We are birthed in consciousness. And so are you willing to appreciate your experience right now and take more dominion over your inner experience right now and all of your creations? 
Thanks so much for listening. If you get value, like, subscribe, leave a comment. If you have feedback where you'd like something different or you have, you know, hey, that you should try this different next time. Give me that feedback too. Just give me something. You can email us at hello at revelationbreathwork.com. Love you. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.